want to thank you for joining Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m., Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and this morning we're talking about being good stewards. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. With that being said, we're going to jump right into our subject matter this morning. This is Saturday, uh, March 11th. And my prayer is that you are blessed. And, you know, as you start your day or maybe you're in your day, um, for some, it's it's already Sunday. And so uh, we thank God for your attentiveness. And, you know, certainly that's just what we want to do. We want to give God our undivided attention, you know. And so we're, we're talking this morning about the book um, that is on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon, and the book is is uh, God wants you to succeed. Now, I'm we'll have this published this month. You'll be able to find it on Amazon. Let me correct what I said. Um, within the next week, it will be available on Amazon. But we're talking about success because success is God's will. It is his will. And sometimes we don't think about success that God wants us to have. But the Bible said, uh, first come the natural, then the spiritual. So we're talking about some some natural things. And, you know, the money has a certain spirit to it. Money is not evil. And the Bible said the love of money, uh, what people do for money has been a song and is there are lyrics out there for that there are a number of things about money and there are some things that people have done because of necessity there are some things people have done because they're they're sprung they're hooked on something and they need to support that you know nonetheless not being judgmental about any of those things um and if you've ever been there then you'll understand some things um, and you also have compassion and know how to help people when you see them in a situation rather than condemning them. You know, something about condemnation is that well, one of the things about condemnation is that we all feel it. We've all felt it one time or another. And preachers, ministers, you know, you don't have to always reiterate to someone the sin or the mess that they're in, uh, give them a way out. Encourage their hearts, make them hungry and thirsty. You know, there's a saying that says you, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And I used to think about that and, you know, and it came to light that no, you cannot make it drink, but before you get that water, you can make that, you can run that horse until it's thirsty. You won't have to make it drink. It'll be ready to drink on his own. The Bible tells us in Job 8 and 7, 
Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter and end should greatly increase. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. It's you that has woke, woke us up this morning, has given us this opportunity to talk about your goodness. Our focus is on your greatness, Lord, your sovereign. There is no one greater than you. Lord, thank you for helping us to know that, to understand that. Oh God, and we just pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to walk according to your will. Lord Jesus, the, the finances of your people, Lord, those that want to be good stewards, those that have not thought about being better stewards. Lord Jesus, those that are, uh, you know, Lord, bless. Help us, Lord God, to, to understand, Lord Jesus, and, and to apply the things that you have given us, Lord God, for success in Jesus' name. Amen. Success is God's will. I can't emphasize that enough. Because sometimes we think that God is working against us. Uh, here's something that I used to hear quite, you know, as people growing up, I would hear people saying, well, you know, I didn't get that job because it may not have been God's will. Well, as time went on, I began to understand that sometime we went into an interview. Uh, we had a phone call or in this damn time, it may have been a Zoom meeting. We were not prepared. We were not actually prepared for the meeting. We went into the we went to the meeting. I got a job interview. Saints, I got a job interview. Tell our friends, friends, family, I got a job interview. But how well did you prepare? How well did you prepare? Uh, if you want to be a police officer, you need to find favor with an officer and glean from them how to pass a job interview for a department. If you, because uh, there are questions that they're going to ask, they, they have uh, a template of questions, same as they do on other jobs. A friend of mine knew that I was leaving the company, uh, um, a um, Hollywood uh, attorney's office that was, uh, they handled the writer's guilds for the writers and different script, uh, scripters for the movies and different things. And I was leaving. And I had an interview that had been scheduled and the young man, he talked to me about passing interviews. He said, you know, he said, it's a good thing to practice interviewing with someone. And so we went through a series of interviews and he told me, he said, now, if you get, if they ask you a question and you don't know, don't fake it, don't pretend. Tell them that, that you don't know the answer to that question at this time, but if they, but if given another opportunity, you'll come back, you'll have an answer. And so I was given an opportunity and when I went back, I had an answer and I reminded them of the question and gave them the answer and I received the job. I got the job. Um, so. Now, here's something I didn't do was that 
it took me into a higher level of uh, development that I wasn't prepared for. And I was sidetracked at home, sidetracked with other things. And I wind up losing that job. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, I lost the job after um, a year. So it, it comes to um, a point that once you obtain what you have, you have to nurture it. You can't just become comfortable in where you are because the environment may change and you have to change along with it. You have to increase. Uh, often we, we want success, but we're not willing to do what it takes to uh, obtain that success. We get, we have comfort zones. Uh, we have excuses and we let things sidetrack us like, like I did then at that day and time. And you learn valuable lessons from that. And we might want to psych ourselves up and say, well, I really didn't want that, that, that boo-boo job. I heard someone say that, but they missed that money that they was getting by week. And that was their way of trying to cope with it. But on the inside, it's painful. And so this, this morning, well, let's talk about times and seasons. This is actually chapter one of God wants you to succeed. Uh, there are times and seasons. So when you enter into a time and you enter into a season, first thing is that you need to recognize it. Uh, you need to recognize the season that you're in. You need to recognize what time it is because you may be in the season. You could be at the beginning of a season, in the middle of a season, or at the end of the season. And so you have to recognize times and season. And so we're going we're gonna to go on and jump right into this. And so uh, the, the, the fact that God on the other side of the curtain, because the Bible tells us that the, that the sky, uh, the darkness, and what we see, it was hung as a curtain, which block our vision from seeing him at this time. And, and so as God hung the curtain on um, the creation of heaven and earth, the, the term beginning represents the, the startup of, of something. It was the startup of something great, something great. Your presence right now is something great. And, and so if no one told you that, I'm telling you, and, and please tell someone else, you don't know how far that might go, how that may elevate someone's thinking, how that, you know, a, a, a mentor of mine who, who helped me uh, some years ago, he said, you know more than what you think. And so sometimes we need someone to help pull stuff out of us. And then until we realize that, wow, I really do know more than what I thought I knew. I really know a lot because someone is now pulling it out of you until you learn how to give it on your own. Um, we were talking, uh, my mentor had told me, he said, um, he said, listen, let me, let me show you something. He said, if you start to grasp uh, the, the concept of this area in technology, he said, if you go, if, if you're given opportunity, if there's a whiteboard there, he said, he said, surprise them. 
he said in the interview process, people are used to sitting down and just answering questions and they're not very automated. He said, be automated. He said, if there's a whiteboard there and you see an opportunity that you can write on it, he said, get up and give them an illustration of something. It will shock them. It will take them to another level that they were not anticipating. If there's not a whiteboard, then use your notebook. I always take a notebook with me, uh, a scratch pad, a tablet. I always have some writing in a nice binder uh, when I go into a meeting so that I can uh, take notes. You know, they ask you, would you like to have any other words or comments, which says that you have not given enough. Yes, that's what that means. If you have a good conversation, if it, now approach your meetings as business meetings, do not approach an interview as an interview. You're going to a business meeting for those that have been in business meetings. You understand that those that have not asked someone, how do I approach? How do I go into an interview as if it is a business meeting? There are questions that are being asked. You should also ask some questions too. So you should already be thinking ahead and have at least five questions written down. You should have very in-depth answers to what you the questions that you're asking um, based upon their company knowledge. And so at the end of the interview, it should not be a, a um, would you like to add anything else? It, it should be, wow, this was a, it was very nice to you. I enjoyed our conversation and a handshake and you'll be hearing from us either way. You know, there's no guarantee at that moment. But when they're asking you the question in that, would you like anything else? They're giving you a chance that's that's carved out for you to sell yourself. But if you sold yourself already, they're not going to come to that because you've already done done the job. Now, time is the most valuable asset we possess. There's nothing greater than time. You have time. This is the day that the Lord has made. We woke up this morning. I woke up about three o'clock. Uh, left from one part of the room, went to went and laid down in the living room and was just thinking about the fact that there's a it's a new day that that is dawning and I'm part of it. What am I going to do? See, the plans of your day start uh, a lot earlier than your feet hitting the floor. Time is the most valuable asset that we possess. Now, some of us have used our time wisely and others have yet to be wise. I'm using my time more wisely today than ever before. And I believe that that there are many that are doing the same. We realize that time, that there's a time element here that we're dealing with. The important thing is for us to understand the remaining time and take full advantage of its ability, availability, and the ability that God has given us. The Bible tells us that, that he loads us with benefits. And so we have benefits today. What benefit has God given you? The main one is that you, uh, a reasonable portion of health, the activity of your limbs, your, the conscious awareness of his presence, whether at work, conscious awareness of his presence, and while you're driving down the street, whatever you're doing, that God is present. Time comprises a reasonable portion of physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Each of these are priceless and deserve to be recognized daily. 
you know, that, and that, that's Psalm 68, the blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Salah. Now, physical health is taking the time uh, to get your body together. Are you taking time with your body? Do you go to the doctor? Do you go to the dentist? Are you brush? Are you physically staying clean? Uh, not being promiscuous? You know, you don't need to catch another person's disease or anything like that. You know, whether it's by accident or on purpose or unknowingly, you got to take care of your body. You got to use caution. To, you only have one. I believe you are familiar with this phrase, what goes in must come out. What you put in you is eventually going to come out of you. But if you don't, if you're not putting nothing there, then, you know, there it creates a condition. If you put too many uh, fried foods in, that creates a condition. If too much sugar, not enough water, are you, are you drinking enough water to flush this body out? You know, we go to the bathroom and I'm going to put it like this. Uh, some drop a few rabbit pellets and they feel they okay, but you, you ate more than a few rabbit pellets. So there's a lot more that should have come out of you. If you, if you ever notice animals, they, they get up and they, they stretch. One of the first things they do, if you're watching TV or if you have a cat or a dog or something, they, they stretch, they stretch. So that they, they are causing the circulation, the blood to circulate in that body. If you notice, they eat and they immediately go to the bathroom. When you eat, there should not be two and three days before you have a bowel movement. Something is terribly wrong. That's waste product that's inside of you. That's not good for our bodies. So we have to take care of our, take care of our bodies. Uh, you're urine should be clear like water not dark yellow which is you're not drinking enough water or there's a problem and so we need to consider those things and not ignore them my son went to a job and he passed the interview and they sent him for a, a test and they took him they sent him back and they still weren't satisfied because he drinks so much water. He's not a, a soda drinker and all that kind of stuff. It's water. And so they did not believe that his system was just that clear. And the HR person, I wasn't aware of this till later, the HR person actually drove him to the process. Now that was great that they trusted him and they drove him to the process because I, I knew all I knew the people there, and so. And they came back and they, they reported that no, this this young man is just that straight. And it's amazing that they didn't believe him at first, but, you know, he keeps his body clean. Our urine, as I said, should not be yellow. You know the the in the cartoons, the animals were told do not eat the yellow snow. The physical man requires a specific diet and certain measure of water, fiber, intake, and release. Without the proper balance of uh, consumable substance, we suffer from 
obesity, diabetes, high blood pressure, which shortens our time. And then we have our mental health. Mental health, joy, pleasure, and relaxation. Are you allowing or are you allowing anxiety and worries to impact your mental uh, behavior and physical health? Sometimes we allow things to get to us in such a way that, that we're amping out. You know, we need to step back. When you find yourself amping out, anxiety is taking over. You need to step back. Don't go lay down. Don't go lay down. You need to exert some energy. You got to get this out of your system. There's a buildup of, of stuff going on in you that needs to get out. You know, we watch it when we watch the movies and different things. The, there's a buildup of the energy, maybe in, a, in what they call a superhero, you know, or the villain. And all of a sudden they explode and, and then they're back to normal. Well, we need to get that energy exerted so that we can be normal. Emotional health. Emotional health is closely attached to our mental and begin um, developing in our early years. We, do, we, we, as parents, we instill things into our children at an early age and we begin to form emotions. I did it unknowingly. Now I, I know, you know, things that I did not know at that time. And for those of you that have um, children, little ones that are crawling around and different things, it's a good opportunity to, to um, develop their emotions, start making some changes because our children watch us. They listen to us. They hear us. They understand us. And so uh, we have to be very careful and so our mental begins developing at a very early stage, you know, as far as how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about yourself? Think about how you felt about yourself growing up, where you are today. Do you love yourself? If you have children, stop and observe them closely because they're going to mirror your actions. Check out those that are associated with you because they reflect you and something you like or something that you will tolerate, whether it's good or bad. We need to make sure our mental health is in our, our mental, our physical and our emotional health is in check. Then we have spiritual. Spiritual is at the core. Now, the Bible says that uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Our, so see, there's a there is a connection even in our natural and our spirit. Listen, the core of our existence is spiritual. It is like a computer processing unit. It ingests, and, and so it receives information. It, it egresses, so it sends out. We we give out information. Everything is presented by the physical, mental, and emotional experience, whether it's good or not so good. It makes you who you are and how you live each day. And so how much time do we spend clearing the cash on our computer when you, when you, or your phone or smart device, whatever you, you're using your tablet? You know, sometimes we do a total reset on it to get us back to, to where we were. What about our, our lives? Do we do a reset? You know, 
do we sit down and, and say, man, I, I need to reset some things and put some things so things are back in the order that they should be in. And these are things that we have to do, not pray about it. Uh, I believe what James said, um, he said, show me your show me your faith and I'll show you my work. So these are things that we're supposed to do. We have to do them. I encourage people, uh, don't don't tell me that you're praying about it. You need to be about it. You need to do it. You need to pick up a book. Now, I, I read dummy books and, and then I, I, I advance into other books after I have the, the, the concept down. You need to advance yourself by reading things that are easy reads, like this book is an easy read that points us in the right direction, breaks down the word of God for us in a way that that we clearly can uh, comprehend what needs to be done. One of my favorite um, uh, scriptures, I have a lot of favorite scriptures, but here's one, and Jesus was telling a story and the Bible calls them parables about a man that had, um, he was about to be fired. Yes, he was about to lose his job. And the young man said, wow, well, I, I don't know nothing about physical labor and I, I don't know where I'm gonna get any help from. Let me let me think about this. And sometimes we, we get the warning, sometimes the signs, the writing is on the wall. Sometimes we hear little rumors about change occurring and we do nothing but pray about it. No, you need to do something. And so this man knew uh, what was going on and he was about to lose his job and he went to all of his boss's debt um, debtors and he collected money from them if they owed a hundred dollars he said listen he said you're not able to pay that hundred how can how much can you pay and i'm paraphrasing this uh, how much can you pay and so uh, mark off the hundred and put 70. and he went to the next one how much do you owe okay well if you're not able to pay all of that listen, Mark, give me this amount. Let's negotiate this. And so he went through a whole negotiation. And today we call that settlements. He went through a negotiation with them and he came back with, with a, a lot more money than what he had. And the Bible said that his master commended him. He didn't condemn him for what he did. He commended him. So we need to be smart in what we do instead of going into panic mode or doing nothing we need to be smart in what we do we need to reset and get things back in order and it's commendable to do that you know i often tell people and i and that you cannot rise a man cannot rise above his knowledge you can't rise above your knowledge and a lot of our young men have game knowledge you know they know how to play a video game they know which buttons to press at what time, but they don't know how to um, how to sit down and do anything else. They can talk a good game uh, because they practice that while playing bitty video games. And that's where some of them wind up at, you know, when I see a 40 year old man playing, still playing video games and and not accomplishing anything in his, in their life, that's a problem. Usually the ladies are not like that and ladies get caught up in other things. And so we need to, to step back. And like I said, you know, change our habits, change what we do. 
We need a clean slate. We have to force the web browser to re-download, download a new version uh, of all the files and, 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 some, and spend some time. You know, spend some time focusing on what needs to be done, not reminiscing about failures, uh, reminiscing about poor judgment and things that, that hurt our success. It's time to stop that. Uh, you already, the challenge is to stay focused and discipline yourself to move forward. You cannot move forward if you're focusing on yesteryears. You have to move forward. And so you have to press. Uh, Paul said, I press toward the mark. Now, you need to press toward the mark of the higher calling. And I'm not talking about in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about in your stewardship. I'm talking about your job. I'm talking about your financial stability. Being a good steward is the focus of what we have. And God is wants us to Yes, God wants us to succeed. Now, seasons are controlled by time and are different. Uh, the Bible says, and God said, let there be light in the firmament and in the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for times and seasons and for days and years. And, and that, that's Genesis 1 and 14. Now, many opportunities have yet to be faced because seasons are not recognized. Now, all of us know the seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. We know the seasons where fruits grow, you know, apples grow and oranges. I'm, I'm, I love, I like watermelon and it's not the season for it, even though I season in, see it in the store, which means that they've shipped over fruit from other parts of the world. And that's what they do. So when you go in the store and you see it, it's not, and if you taste it, you'll find it doesn't have the same, um, greatness that you would have if it was the summer fruit from here. We're accustomed to our natural seasons, which I've mentioned. When those seasons roll around, we know it's time to wear different clothing. Ability to, uh, for certain foods may be limited as others are in abundance. And so like the food and like different things, we also change our activities. Uh, for the season that we're in. We need to apply that to our finances. We need to apply that to our job, the thing that gives us the money that we uh, take home. You know, we need to think about those things and, and we don't need to limit ourselves. So many are limited. I, I was talking with a, a, a few brothers and I asked them, I said, have you thought about uh, an income of 30,000 a month? And I just put that number out there because there are those that have that have reached that. And they said, no, I never thought of that. But you're satisfied with what you are you satisfied with what you have? And the answer was no. Are you reaching to get more? What are you doing to increase uh, what you have? What are you doing? What are we doing? During the winter months, you'll find an abundance of snow related to activities during the winter versus the summer months, you know, and then uh, since there are spiritual seasons, we need to operate in them accordingly uh, as well. 
you know, as long as there's a daylight, daylight, it is fun in the sun. And when it's night, uh, those uh, swing shifts and graveyard associate uh, productivity uh, is just beginning for them. And one thing about money is it never sleeps. You know, and so your money is always working, whether it's a little or a lot. And you, you might say, well, I don't see it. Well, then that means that you need to figure out your investments. You, you need to figure out your 401k. You need to figure different things out and, you know, take a little time. There, There's abundance of information available today that we didn't have at our fingertips, you know, many years ago. But today, stuff is available. And so there are a lot of excuses that people make that are not legitimate. You can listen uh, to uh, a subject matter. Let's say you're going to school for nursing. There, I'm sure, I know for a fact that there are YouTube videos that deal with the particular nursing subject that you're interested in. And for you to be acquainted with what you are learning or going to learn, same thing in technology, same thing in mechanics. If, you know, you, you may have been a good auto mechanic and you're able to put together a 65 Mustang and have it purred, you know, ready to buck and take off and everything. And, but today there's, there's electronic vehicles. Did you, do you uh, know how to work on any part of, the, of this day and time, the, the, what is available? The money's there. I learned that Mercedes, the mechanics at Mercedes have to upgrade their tools. So they spend between five and $10,000 bi-yearly. So every other year, and I changing their tools because the metrics change. And so they have to keep upgrading. So it's a, so things change. And as they change, we must change also. Uh, they, there are alerts on the top of the game during our vulnerable, uh, vulnerable hours. We tend to relax and to sleep and we need to just wake up in this season. Listen, I'm out of time and I don't want to continue on, but I just wanted to give you some of the thoughts um, from uh, God wants you to succeed. You know, we need to understand success is God's will. And some of our young people, uh, they need to know how to deal with finances. Now, there are a lot of advertisements on TV about getting credit cards, teaching your kids how to budget, you know, and so they're pretty much giving them a card and locking it down at a certain amount. It's never too late to learn. It's never too late to redefine what you're doing and how you're doing it so that you can do it better. A young lady who was graduating Cal Poly Pomona um, made this statement. She was asked a question, after you've done your best and it didn't work, what do you do? And she said, do better. I, I love that statement that she made. Uh, she was really thinking and she's doing very well for herself in her, in her early or her mid twenties. Um, she's doing well for herself and hats off to her, her, her mom and her dad for uh, for raising her and giving her good focus. And, um, it, you know, so uh, it, it's out there. Opportunity 
is out there and is presenting itself to each of us. And so we need to embrace it as we see it. Everyone is not in the same season. Apples do not grow at, at the same time that, that other fruits are growing. Watermelons are not growing at the same time. Other fruit, oranges, there's different seasons and different things are growing at different times. What season are you in right now? You need to understand that. Pray about it, fast about it. I'm in a, a season right now that that I wasn't in last year and I recognize that and and I have scripture for where I am today and I thank God for that. God will give you uh, what you need to understand where you are today. But be listening. You got to listen. Tell us to occupy till he come. So while you're waiting for your answer, you need to be doing something, not sitting around twiddling your thumbs, you know, um, and all of that. Don't get, don't let yourself fall into a comfort zone where you come home, do the same thing, throw the, throw your jacket off, kick back, do nothing, talk and text, you know, um, that that's what I see a lot of people, they talking and texting and I'm like, dude, and you really, you don't have a conversation. You really don't have a conversation because you don't have, you're not, what are you doing? Look at the conversation that you have with people. Is there anyone that you can have a admirable conversation about finances with? Is there anyone that you can have an app? My daughter, <clears throat> excuse me. My daughter just paid off her card, brand new. She bought it with zero miles. She just paid it off. She celebrate that. I celebrate for because she listened to what was being said. She listened to what was being said. When I taught her to buy her first new car, she had just graduated um, college, the community college. And I told her, you, you need a car. I said, there is there's a college graduate programs. Um, so go get your son, go get your paper. She went and got the newspaper. I woke up, she was gone. When she came home, she was, she, she came home in a brand new car. And so this is her second new car that she's paid off. And, you know, but she listened and she values um, her experience and what God is doing for her and the success that she is having. Is there someone that you can kick those things around with? You need to be around it. You need to be around people that are progressive, that are doing things. You, you have to, which means you're going to have to change associations. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to jump up and do change association overnight. But one thing you can change overnight is, is your mindset. And then you have to keep that mindset. You have to maintain it. See, we can change our mind in this moment and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do in this moment, this hour, this is my mindset. But then it becomes the discipline that's behind that. We have to maintain that so that it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Thank you for the, um, for, for listening this morning. And like I said, you know, God wants you to succeed. And that will be available this month on Amazon. And certainly we are very conscious of prices, uh, you know, to keep prices at a minimal 
so that you can receive it and enjoy it and grow with us. And certainly we are growing in the Lord. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, Lord God, and your mercy for watching over and keeping us. Blessing us, Lord God, to, Lord God, as we look at your word, your word gives us guidance. And we know that you want us to be good stewards. You want us to, uh, to have success. Lord Jesus said, we know that is your will because you said in your word, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. Lord God, so I pray and ask that you would bless your people, Lord, to hold on to what has been said. Lord God, to think about it, to meditate on it, to begin applying it daily in their lives so that they see the success that you have laid out for them. Lord God, I pray against false teaching. I pray against false thoughts. I pray against opposition that will come up against them because you give us wisdom, you give us knowledge, and you give us understanding which succeeds all of those things. Lord God, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Lord, say the same. We'll be back tomorrow at, at, in worship at, at 9 a.m. Until then, enjoy the day, enjoy the evening. You know, uh, share with us if you have a testimony or, or you know, just, just, just enjoy life. Go out and take control.